It is indeed a pleasure to be back with you again this morning. I want to thank uh, your rector and for inviting me and for Michelle to assist me and the other deacon to watch me. <laughs> the, it has been a while since we've been talking about the kingdom of God and in, in this season of, we are talking about, seems like over and over again, the gospel talks to something about the kingdom of God. So this morning, our passage we are looking at I've taken for your consideration the sermon title, The Kingdom of God, A Reality or a Misnomer. The Kingdom of God, A Reality or a Misnomer. Just remember now, Jesus has been talking about the Kingdom of God, a time when God will reign and will be manifest upon the earth and people will live in conformity with God's will. It was apparent that it was not happening yet. It would be even more difficult at the conclusion of Jesus' ministry for his disciples to believe that the kingdom of God had not come any closer to being a reality. Now was the time to provide them with a message that would give them hope in times of discouragement and sustain them in the face of disaster and, for, and future prosecutions. His words have a message, not only for the original disciples, but for us, we who are in 2021. So the first thing these words of Jesus do is to remind us that we are called to do something. Something. He spoke of seeds to be scattered. If the kingdom of God is to become a reality instead of a misnomer, we who are aware of God's grace have something to do. We have something to do. Seeds to sow. The seeds have been sown by someone, those seeds of witness. It seems like such a small thing but it is a witness. That's what sowing seeds is all about. The seeds of the kingdom are little, and we are called to scatter them. The seeds may be a little act of kindness, which, which takes root and, and bears fruit from time to time. We plant the littlest of seeds and it helps the kingdom to grow. The second thing these words of Jesus do for us and remind us to do is that while we are called to do something, 
we must remember that we are not called to do everything. That's a blessing. We scatter the seeds, but the growth is up to God. As scatterers of the seeds, that's you and I, we have some responsibilities. But the maturing process has its own timetable. And we are not in charge. Oh, how important that makes. It is so with God's kingdom. We scatter the seeds, but we are not ultimately responsible, responsible for its growth. We cannot direct or make things happen. That's not our, that's not our job. The process by which the kingdom of God becomes a kingdom of the world proceeds very, very slowly. And at times it even irritates us. But at the same time, if we have been faithful in, in scattering the seeds, we are not to blame for its failure to appear in its fullness. We are being cautioned, in the words of Jesus, to be patient. This is one of the lessons we learned during the season of Advent last year. The third thing these words of Jesus do is to call us to hope. We are ignorant of the process. But the word of Jesus is that growth is taking place. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, the gospel tells us, which was sown upon the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. Yet, when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs. The seeds are becoming a bush. God's kingdom is growing in its own way, in its own time, from seemingly inconsequential beginnings. All the great music of our culture begins with one of eight notes. The great literature of our language begins with one of 26 letters. Whatever God's kingdom may be one day, it starts out as the smallest of, of things. The great advances of our, our race that have started without, the, without any trumpets or fanfare or Anybody being aware of anything exceptional is already taking place. The best things in life simply cannot be hurried. In closing, let me share with you a true story. Bishop Bevel Jones tells about an experience 
of Andrew Young, former ambassador to the United Nations, when Young visited South Africa at the invitation of Nelson Mandela. For years, Mandela was a, was a leading opponent of apartheid in South Africa. In 1964, the white establishment locked him up for life. But as his legend grew, there was international pressure to release him, set him free. He was released in 1990, and in 1994, he was elected president of South Africa. Fifteen months later, Mandela invited Andy Young to be the guest when the South Africa hosted the Rugby World, World Cup tournament. Rugby, as you know, is a white man's game, and South African team was all white, though South Africa is about 80% black. Even though the world championship was played in Johannesburg, there was deliberate absence in support of the team. As the tournament approached, there was controversy over South Africa's team symbol, a leaping gazelle called a springbok. Most of the white, African, white Africanos said, the springbok has been a symbol of every rugby team we've ever had. Most black Africans said, right. Others said, exactly. It reminds us of South Africa's racist history. And we want to change all of that, they said. It was an explosive situation to say the least. A few days before the opening game, Mandela visited the team and called a press conference at which he wore the team jersey and athletic cap with the mascot across the front, the Springbok. He said that until the elections he was the most, that most of the people in South Africa had always supported whoever was playing against the Springs. But regardless of the past, he said, these are our boys. They may all be white, but they are our boys. And we must get behind them and support them in this tournament. The next day, instead of holding a practice, the Springboks coach took the team out to Rodden's Island, to the prison where Nelson Mandela had been held for 27 years. The coach and every player of the team walked into Mandela's cell. 
as they stood there looking around, the coach said, this is the cell where Nelson Mandela was imprisoned. He was kept here all those years by a racist policy of our government. We Africanos tolerate the imprisonment. For all those years, we tolerated it. And yet he has backed us publicly. We cannot let him down. When the tournament ended, the Springboks outdid themselves. To everyone's surprise, they won the first game. In fact, they made it into the final game with New Zealand, the rugby powerhouse. At the end of regulation, the game was tied. And during the timeout, Mandela brought the South African children's choir out of the stands. And they sang an old African song, which to them was something like, Swing Low, Swing Chariot. Within minutes, 65,000 people in the stands were standing and singing this black African miners' song. When the Springboks took the field, they were unstoppable. They won the World Rugby, Champion, the Rugby Championship, and for the next 24 hours, blacks and whites danced in the streets of South Africa. One of the most divided nations in the, on the planet was, in, was united by something some people might consider insignificant, a rugby match. But God used it as a witness to heal the nation. What will God use to heal our nation? A pandemic? Maybe. We all need to be repairers of the breach. We are not to lose heart and hope when the kingdom tarries. The kingdom of God, is it a reality or is it a misnomer? The seeds have been scattered. Small as they may appear, the seeds have been scattered. The Lord of the harvest will bring them to flower. Amen and amen. <laughs>